All right, Kuya. Let's do this. 2400 block. Jay Santos, who currently hails from San Diego, and she is currently visiting family and friends here in the Chicago area this weekend, and I'm glad to have her on my flagship podcast, The 2400 Block, and this is, in fact, the first episode to launch the third season. I'll be asking MJ a couple of questions about living life on the West Coast, as well as her experience in the healthcare industry there. MJ, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. How was the flight? Yeah, you sound good. It was actually really great because I popped some cold medicine and slept the whole time. So that was really awesome. It's a little bit of a long flight. So. Oh, how many hours was that? Um, From San Diego to Chicago, it's about three and a half. When I go back home, though, it's a little over four. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Tell our listeners about yourself in a few sentences or so. It doesn't have to be a whole bio. Yeah. Um, well, my name's MJ, and I live in San Diego now, but originally from the Chicagoland area. I grew up in Bolingbrook um, with my parents and two sisters. Um, I currently live in San Diego, as I mentioned, but I'm going to be moving to the Bay Area um, next month um, for a work opportunity, which I'm super excited about. And I'm a dog mama to Wrigley Sloan and Jordan Payton, um, two French bulldogs. Uh-huh. And that's about it. That's that's me in a synopsis. <laughs> cool. All right. Do you have any uh, fond memories that you can remember right off the top of your head? About growing up in Chicago? Yeah. For sure. I feel like I definitely, the winters, definitely like sledding in the backyard and playing in the snow, which I don't get to do anymore. Uh-huh. Um, camping for sure is something that stands out. My, my family and I camped a lot, which was awesome. And I felt like our camping style was awesome because we'd have like karaoke while camping. And it was just like, I don't know. It was just awesome the way my parents did camping. And um, I definitely, in California, I've noticed, at least where I've lived, they don't really have basements, but in the Midwest, I think that's like something I miss, like having Uh great times in the basement, like family parties and having my friends over. And it was always just kind of like about like, oh, like, let me check out your basement. Like what's what's the basement (laughs) setup like? So I definitely, those are the things that like stick out to me quite a bit about growing up in Chicago. I I see uh, there is a picture over there, you guys in a truck with your dad. Oh yeah, yeah, that was um, the Forerunner. I love that car. I thought it was so cool because it had a a sunroof and we would take that. um, We'd have a lot of fun in that car for sure. Cool. Yeah, that's a very nice picture. How old were you, by the way, Ned? I was probably like seven or eight. I was pretty young. Yeah. It goes by so quick, huh? Yeah, for sure. And and how, how old are you now? I am 33, the year of Pippin. <laughs> the year of Pippin. Yeah. Did you know that uh, him and uh, Michael Jordan got beef right now? No, I didn't. Yeah. I was actually interesting to watch that series on Netflix that they did. I didn't realize there was all that kind of just drama and all those dynamics amongst the Bulls. Yeah, I think Pippin didn't like the way he was portrayed in The Last Dance. Yeah. 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 I don't blame him. Yeah. It wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, look at that. Reese's laying out the Loompia right now in front of us. I know, this is like Homeland vibes she is right like now. currently distracting us. Transitioning from Chicago to San Diego life, was it easy for you? Um, well, originally when I first moved to California, I lived in a small, I lived in Central California, a place called Lemoore, um, before moving to San Diego. And so that was a little bit tough, transitioning from Chicago to Lemoore. It's a small farm town and military town. So that was definitely different coming from a big city such as Chicago. Um, but then going from there to San Diego um, was really awesome. Uh, San Diego reminds me a lot of Chicago, like at least in the summertime of Chicago. Um, really great city, uh, lots of great things to do. So um, it reminded me actually a lot of home when I moved to San Diego. Cool. Uh, do you miss the Windy City, by the way? I do miss it. I mean, I, I definitely miss my family and, you know, my, my OG childhood friends are here. So I definitely miss that um, a lot. I feel like I do miss the seasons. I mean, I, I miss rain and thunderstorms and I miss snow sometimes. I don't miss like driving in it. I don't think I'd like that, but I do miss the seasons. You know what's weird? Right before uh, winter, I actually walked at the lakefront over there in the Chicago area for the first time in my life. Just oh, a few, wow. Just a few months ago. Yeah. And that actually set the trend for me to start losing weight. Oh, yeah. I, I believe I lost maybe around 10 pounds now. Yeah, no, you look great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. It's crazy like how much just going on a, a daily walk, you know, incorporating a little a little more activity each day can make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe that me and my friend, we walked all the way from Millennium Park to the end of the Lakefront Trail. Oh, wow. One of the longest walks we ever had. I was going to say, how long of a walk was that? That sounds pretty far. <laughs> According to my phone, Chicago's... it was like 37,000 steps. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Chicago land is big. I mean, yeah. downtown San Diego, you can literally get all around it in an hour, I feel like. It's pretty small, um, which is kind of nice in some ways. But, yeah, it's a lot of steps. Okay, now they're laying out the fried fish on the table here. We're moving along. We're, we're trying to move along with all these questions here while we have MJ. What are some good places for tourists to check out in downtown San Diego since you live there now? Oh, yeah, there's a bunch. Um, man, San Diego, the city of San Diego is amazing. There's really a little bit of everything. Um, there's everything for everyone, really, I feel like. Um, and you can enjoy it pretty much all year round, which is great. Um, things that come out stand out to me, definitely certain beaches um, like the La Jolla, Coronado, and Mission Beach areas. Um, and they're all a little different. So um, like in Mission Beach, you can ride a roller coaster and get ice cream and walk the boardwalk. Um, La Jolla, you can see seals. And then Coronado is just super beautiful. The Hotel Dell's there, and that's like a super historic, um, beautiful place to visit. <clears throat> um, and Balboa Park is really beautiful. You can check out museums there. Um, it's just super scenic. And San Diego is super known for their zoo too. So if you, um, that's a really great place if you um, want a day to walk around and check out the animals. I love the zoo. I haven't gone there as much as I probably would like, but it's super awesome. And um, I live in Little Italy, which is near the San Diego Harbor, which I love. That's a really great area. Just, you can watch jet skis and sailboats eat, walk around, um, just enjoy what San Diego has to offer. Um, and the food's great. Lots of amazing places to get fish tacos, carne tacos if you're into that, carne asada fries. Um, yeah, just really, it's it's really a great city. There truly is something for everybody there. Yeah, I, I'm glad to have experienced some of that back uh, a few years ago, back in 2017, and then again on 2000, I think 18 or 19. Yeah, when you guys visited before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've definitely had some good times out there. Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay, I see you're a proud owner of two adorable French Bulldogs. So tell yes. us about them if you, if you can. Yes, they are my joy and heart for sure. I have two Frenchies. Um, the fir- and they're named after Chicago legends, so Wrigley Sloan or Chicago-esque legends. Um, Wrigley Sloan is my older Frenchie. She's going to be five on October 1st. She's part of the OVO crew. And um, she is a brindle French bulldog, and she is a tank. She's like 35 pounds. She's a big Frenchie, uh-huh. and she's a lover. And then I have Jordan Payton. So Wrigley Sloan's name comes from uh, being a Cubs fan, just Wrigley Field, and then Sloan Park, which is where they do their spring training at in Mesa, Arizona. Oh, nice. And then it was also kind of like an ode to like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh-huh. um, the love interest Sloan. Oh yeah. Yeah, I always like. I was like, oh my gosh, like she was like maybe one of my first girl crushes. So, <laughs> anyways, and then um, Jordan Payton is after Michael Jordan and Walter Payton, and uh-huh. so she's my little one. She's a a tricolor. She's um, gray, white, and tan, and she's just a little love. I think she's like half piglet too she's just constantly snorting and snoring and she's super sweet and she's smaller than wrigley she's um, like 26 pounds and she's a year and a half did, did they ever snort in sync <laughs> oh my gosh yes sometimes when they're super tired uh-huh. and then they're both napping and i snore too so we're just a little bit of a snoring symphony for sure <laughs> yes yes they definitely do but jordan payton definitely snores more yes Okay, uh, provide us some insight on how it's like being a dog owner and the responsibilities associated with that. And it must be challenging, I bet. Yeah, for sure. I, luckily, in San Diego, it's super dog friendly. I get to, I think it's an amazing place to be a dog <laughs> um, because I genuinely can bring the girls everywhere, which I do in Little Italy. They've literally been to every single restaurant like that's in our town. I've lived there for like four years now, so, um, which has been really nice to like just be able to enjoy where I live with them. Um, and we can always go on walks because it's nice all year round. Uh-huh. Um, but it's definitely a lot of work. I mean, I got both of them. I mean, Wrigley Sloan, I got her when she was like eight weeks. And she's my first pup. I had no idea like how involving it was to care for a puppy. And I mean, definitely like being up like every two to three hours, take her to the bathroom. And I mean, I view her like as a human. She's like literally a baby. So it's definitely a lot of work, but it's also super rewarding and it's the best. I can't imagine life without them now. So it's definitely a lot though. Like working can be a little challenging because it's hard to leave them when like they're just so sweet and cute. So it's hard to like want to go adult when you want to just like play with your dogs. They they join you at work every once in a while? They do. They do. I work for um, Sonata Hospice. And so when I'm in the office, I'm able to, our our company's super dog friendly. We actually have have, like therapy animals like on our team, which is cool for our patients and a lot of dog lovers on the team. And so they'll come to the office. They actually came and, um, they come fairly regularly, and for Halloween it was fun. We had a, quite a few dogs in the office, and Jordan Payton was a unicorn, and uh, Wrigley Sloan was a uh, mermaid, so it was pretty cute. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, how many years you been with the healthcare industry so far? Yeah, I've been a nurse for almost eight years. I've always worked with the geriatric population, or originally that's what I started with, and I now, for the past three and a half years, um, have worked in hospice, um, which is certainly my niche and my passion, and I feel super grateful to have found it. I plan to 
be in hospice and probably until I need hospice myself. So <laughs> I love it very much. I feel really grateful. And is there so much you've learned from working in the hospice? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, in, in regards to end of life, that's not really, you know, something actually I grew up talking very much about, like amongst, you know, like our family and in the Filipino culture. We're around our elders a lot. Yeah. remember growing up with my Lola, my grandma, um, but not really talking about like what happens like when people die and or when people decline. So it was certainly eye opening. Um, I think that's also why I loved it so much um, to be able to kind of just see, yeah, the other book end of life, like we celebrate people coming onto this planet. And I think it's, um, there's certainly celebration to be had and people leaving it. So I, I really appreciate learning about it and gaining a new perspective on it and being able to be part of it um, for people when they're at that phase. Sometimes difficult. Were you ever attached to a patient? Oh, for sure. For sure. Definitely. There are some that really, um, you know, really just sometimes you have to take a day, you know, where you just get really, you you definitely bond with um, all the patients in a sense and in their own way, but some of them really just stand out more than others. Sometimes it's because of just the connection you build off, you know, things you have in common or life experiences. Sometimes though, it's been difficult when I have like a really young patient, when I've met like a really young patient, you know, who's barely even, I feel like gotten to live life. So that can be really tough, but, um, also, again, just really a, such an honor to be to be there for people when they're in need at that time. It's a really intimate, important time. So that's great, and I'm sure they are appreciative yeah. of you too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, our team does an amazing job. I feel really grateful to be a small part of it. And what's the best advice you would give to someone who just got into this field? Um, the best advice I would give is to stay patient uh-huh. um, and remember why you joined healthcare and to really um, remind yourself um, about the passion that you have for being in healthcare because it is challenging especially now there's a whole new set of challenges um, and new challenges come about um, as well as we navigate through these times so I think that the best thing I can do recommend is to just stay connected to why stay connected to the why we always say that it's not a stay connected to the why why you do what you do and if you can you know stay connected to the why um, it'll get you through the tough times cool. yeah because there's also a lot of beauty in the tough the toughness right. for sure wonderful i'm sure that will uh that'll work well for someone okay there are more food here on the table i know it looks super appetizing Got i think i'm drooling a, a little here, here. In the middle. Got some, mm-hmm. is that banana I guess that's what it is. Yeah. And we've pork. Got some... All right. As, 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 they're, as they're setting up a table, I just got a few more questions and then we're, sure. we're done with this uh, podcast, this on the fly podcast here. We're just winging it as we're going. Yeah. Uh, okay. Two years ago, COVID-19 changed our lives in ways we never expected. All of us struggled during its onset and we were met with challenges. How was it like for you over there in San Diego, personally and professionally? So... Personally, um, I think what was challenging is I'm very used to like my family coming out to visit as like very often and me being able to come out. So not being able to have my family come out as often, like, you know, it's it's that was really, I think, one of the hardest things um, because I'm used to seeing them often throughout the year and having to think twice even about going home. I mean, there is like times that I was going to go home and I 
like I got sick or I was like scared to come home because I didn't want to expose my parents. So that definitely was hard. I think like um, for me personally, that was really challenging because um, all my family's here in Chicago. Um, professionally, it was definitely challenging because having to just navigate through things I've never been through before. But I felt really grateful to be at Sonata. I think our leadership did a great job of just maintaining transparency and communication and just trying to be, um, you know, just on top of whatever was happening. So I felt like I felt supported, even though there like was unknown times. Um, I've definitely worked the hardest I ever have over the past, you know, uh, since COVID came about. But I feel like I've also grown a lot professionally and personally, you know, going through those kind of challenges. So, um, yeah, really tough times. It's definitely been really tough, but I also feel like I've had a lot of growth. So I feel like it's pretty balanced, actually. I feel really grateful that I can say that. Yeah, everyone had to adjust for something that was just, you know, coming in from the unknown. Yeah. And then uh, I, you uh, had to face uh, the lockdown, of course, right, in California. Yes. And I mean, you know, fortunately in San Diego, I mean, even, I mean, the weather being what it is, I mean, people could kind of make shift, you know, when they closed indoors, people, you know, made yeah. arrangement outdoors and stuff, or at least there were plenty of places I could go sit outside all year round. So I really think that helped me personally and having the dogs really helped personally having them um to kind of go through the hard times with company, <laughs> yes <loved> yes <laughs> for sure you're on spotify just like me you know yes. often there. and and what are the hottest jams you listen to lately i'm sure you got a top five okay well i don't know that i'm like hip with the hop and know what's like <laughs> really um new and like exciting right now i'm kind of like in an old grandma vibe i've been listening to a lot of like air supply lately i always get in the mood to listen to like air supply and the eagles and like journey and stuff when i come home because that's what i grew up listening to mm -hmm. um i let's see i'm gonna open up my spotify real quick and see like what's on there uh -huh. okay a lot of adele's on there oh yeah i'm sure you like her new yeah one. even though everyone's really mad at her right now for canceling her show yeah. but um yes a lot of adele i feel like she's been on repeat um, and then I have my like old jams, but I don't really have anything like new and hip. I gotta say, just kind of OG right now. Yeah, I got I got some different playlists too, you know, depending on my mood. Yeah, definitely. That's you a beautiful know, thing about music. Home, if you want to go home, you just want some adrenaline rush music or something. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially the way you drive, but you're really cool. Talk. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> I do. When I drive, I do tend to listen to some, some, uh, some rap or uh -huh. sometimes some metal or some like EDM. My driving style is a little different out in California. Yeah. Very, it must have been different from Illinois, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, even when I was, I was like driving last night to a girlfriend's house, and the highway is just—it's all flat, lots of trucks. Uh -huh. So um, it's just different out in California. Uh, by the way, congrats on your job promotion. What was your Thank reaction you. when you heard the news? Oh, I was in shock. I I was sitting with my CEO and COO, Jose and staff. Shout out to them. I love them so, so much. Um, and we were at lunch actually doing my like annual employee evaluation and it was going really great. And I, I just I was just honestly in such shock, um, but also super excited and happy. I, I think my face was like. I don't know. They probably thought I looked like constipated or something. They were like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I was just in shock, but honestly, like, yeah, just super honored cool. as well for the opportunity or to be thought of really. 
So. I mean, that's great. You're, you're, you're moving to San Francisco. And you know what I had on yesterday? I had a Golden State Warriors um, oh, right on. hoodie. And I, I think it was yeah. right, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they play tonight, actually. I think they play the Nets tonight. Um, I hope to make it to a game. I would love to see oh, them yeah. see them play. To go there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up. And any shout-outs you'd like to say right now while we wrap up this podcast? Yeah. A shout-out to my whole fam. My mom, my mama gang, my papa Raj, my Atharisas, my older sister. Thank you for loving her the way you do. My little sis, Michelle, and her little one, baby Preston. And then um, all my Bolingbroke peeps, which is where I grew up and went to high school. And um, shout-out to Team Sonata. And um, mm-hmm. that's about it. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for having me. You're welcome. And thanks, MJ Santos, for putting in time to be a part of today's podcast. Me and the listeners appreciate you. Likewise, likewise. Stay well, everybody. All right. Later on. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 2400 Block Podcast. Feel free to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Overcast, and Spotify.